Well, hello there, all my lovely, beautiful, handsome, amazing friends. How are you? It is a beautiful day here. The sun is shining. It's, what, like 80-ish degrees. We're going to be in that Utah desert hot here soon, so we're enjoying the 70s and 80s while we can because it's not going to last. And then it's going to be hot and hot and hot and hot, and then we'll like snow. <laughs> That's some weird freaking weather. I don't know what to tell you. Um, Rachel here for Self and Music Pod. How was your week? If you've listened to multiple episodes by now, you um, you realize that I get off on some random tangents sometimes. And you just kind of got to roll with me on those. Because it's just my brain trying to catch up with the rest of what I'm saying. <laughs> and um, I'm an oversharer by nature. It's actually... A, um, a symptom of having anxiety, you tend to over-explain yourself and overshare, so that you, th you think you're trying to get people to understand you better, and it's not really the case. You usually just end up oversharing and making people feel awkward and uncomfortable. So, <laughs> if you do that, you're not alone. I do it too. I'm trying to be better, but man, not easy, not easy, not easy. So, song today is from Nick Lachey, and it is I Can't Hate You Anymore, and um, if you don't know who Nick Lachey is, I will try to explain it to you a little bit. He, okay, so these connections are probably going to make the most sense to people a little bit older than me and maybe a little bit younger than me, but I will do my best to bring it together. So, Nick Lachey started out in 98 Degrees, which was a boy band in the 2000s, came around about the same time as like NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, O-Town, Westlife, um, how many more? There's like a million of them. <laughs> anyway, came out around those same times as those bands, had some huge hits. I, from my perspective, I would say that it was like... Highest rung Backstreet Boys and NSYNC were the um, the most popular boy bands. And then if you're going to go below them, I would say that 98 Degrees is probably the next one down on that list. Super popular, did a ton of stuff on TV, did concerts all over, like, super, super popular. And then I couldn't find a reason why, but 98 Degrees broke up like most bands do. Um... Nick then went on to have a solo career, which he's been doing forever, and a lot of these songs that are from his earlier days of his solo career are from when his marriage from Jessica Simpson was breaking up. She was also a singer. I'm sure you've probably seen some of her music or know her. She was also in, um, what's that movie? Uh, Dukes of Hazard. She was Daisy Duke, I think. I never saw it, but I know that she was in it. And I'm young enough that I didn't watch the series. Don't come after me, friends. I didn't watch it. Like, my parents didn't watch it. I know the basics of it just from, like, pop culture, but uh, 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 that's all I know. I don't know much. Anyway, so this song is actually one of the ones that he wrote when his marriage was breaking up with her. And they had a TV show, like a reality show, when they were married. And 
from outsider perspective, not, I, obviously we don't know what happened and what's going on, but I think that they just kind of got into it too young and weren't willing to work with each other, which in a marriage you kind of got to do or it breaks up. But again, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes because it's none of my business, quite frankly, and so we can assume all that we want. So, Nick Lachey, I can't hate you anymore. It's on Nef uh, Netflix. Woo! Sorry, guys. We've been watching Netflix. It is on, it's on Spotify. It's on Amazon Music. It's on YouTube. It should be just about everywhere. This was a big hit. And it, I believe it was back in, like, 2006. So it's been... Oh, you guys are going to make me do math. Okay. <laughs> uh, 14. Like, 17 years? Ooh, okay. I'm not good at math. Don't. Yeah, anyway, like 14, 16-ish years, something like that. Ugh, 17 years, maybe. I'm not good at math, and especially not good at math on the spot. So, Ugh. random tangent over. Now my little anxious attack went away. I'm good. So go and listen to Nick Lachey's I Can't Hate You Anymore. Pay attention to the words. You'll probably get the most out of it if you listen to it with headphones. So that you can actually pay attention to the words. So go ahead, listen to that, come back, and we will do a little chatty chat about it. And I have some questions for you. Alright, so thank you for pausing for that little commercial break. And for listening to the song and coming back. I know that your time is valuable and I appreciate you coming back. And working through your issues and becoming better people which we all try and be and for those of you that are new just a quick heads up I am not any sort of like mental health professional I am somebody going through it just like you I've had anxiety and depression for as long as I can remember I did not know I was depressed I thought I was just anxious and had a meeting with my doctor and blah 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 anyway I can tell that story at another time if you want but I, uh, not a professional, just somebody going through it like you, trying to be better, trying to work through some of my feelings and my experiences and let some things go, so this isn't just for you, this is for me as well. So, yes, what did you think about the song? It, um, I listened to it about... 20 times and every time I listened to it it made me think of something different and kind of made me tear up a little bit thinking about some of those things that I'd been through and I wrote them down and hopefully can get rid of them and make the space for other more important things but um how did it make you feel did it bring up anything did you write it down to get it out so that it's not stuck in your brain because none of us need things stuck in our brain. It makes things way more difficult in the long run. So along with me not being a healthcare professional, I, um, okay. I am not a mental health professional. That's not who I am. I'm just somebody that's going through anxiety and depression. Like I'm sure many of you are. And I, um... I do do a lot of reading, though, of, like, scientific journals. I read a lot of those. I have 
an associate's degree in health and wellness, so I found where all the scientific journals are and I like to read about things. So if I say something that sounds kind of health, mentally healthy-ish, clinical, it's because I've read about it. So, and I only will tell you things that are scientifically proven. I'm not a big fan of lying to you because I don't think that does anybody a look a good at all. Like, we all need people to be more honest with us. And with that being said, I'm sure you want to go back to your questions and stop listening to me talk. So, question two I've got for you. Um, one of the lyrics in it is, or I guess one of the lines, an empty room can be so deafening, silence makes you want to scream and drives you crazy. Do you relate to that at all? If you've been through trauma or anxiety or depression or any handful of other things, silence is so hard. <laughs> we don't like it being silent simply for the fact that it makes you think and you don't want to think because it makes your anxiety worse and it makes your depression worse and it makes this worse and this worse and this worse and it pulls up things that you don't want to deal with right now and it's silence can be so painful. <laughs> so I know from my experience, I very rarely sit in silence. Even if I am in my room and I'm reading, I have to have my TV on or music playing. I cannot just do it in silence. And I think that it's a learned response from my anxiety and depression, yeah? So, an empty room can be so deafening, silence makes you want to scream, drives you crazy. Do you relate to that? And as always, like, pause as needed, because I don't really know how long to... <laughs> I'm still having a hard time figuring out how to keep the pauses so that they can be the most beneficial to you without you being like, hey, yo, where'd you go? Like, are you coming back? So pause as needed. Um, question three, has anybody walked away from you and it felt like they took a part of you with them? Has anyone walked away from you and it felt like they took a part of you with them? I wanted to do the best I could at being quiet right there because when I was listening to this song and it, um, this question came into my brain it felt really powerful and really painful because I have had that experience where I've loved someone and they chose to walk away from me and when they walked away it there's part of me that went with them that I will never see again it's gone like <laughs> and the thing that I hate the most about it is I feel like it was one of the good parts of me that just kind of is gone, you know, and I'm not really sure how to get it back. So, and this has been, oh, as you guys know, I'm healing, trying to heal from trauma that's like 
ugh, like over a decade old. So a lot of this is a lot of years ago. And if I could give anybody one piece of advice, it would be to deal with your traumas now as they come rather than shove them down. Because then they're going to pop on right back up about, I don't don't know, 10, 12 years later and you're going to have to deal with them. Because it's going to get to the point that you cannot function and you have to deal with it. So it's way, it would be so much easier if I had listened to other people and learned from other people's mistakes and dealt with things in the moment rather than pushed them down and ignored them. But I also believe that I was never really taught how to process my feelings and how to deal with them. So as an adult, learning that's been hard. But I am slowly learning and slowly trying to get better. And you can too. All you have to do is try and have good resources. Tangent done. Question four. Um, is there someone in your past or present that you that you just don't have the energy to hate anymore? You're just over it. Tired of it. Tired of it consuming every little part of you. You want to be over it. You don't want to think about it anymore. Is there is that a thing for you? And again, I'm trying to find ugh, the right amount of time there. If you heard my ice juggling, it was my, my drink as usual, my my Dr. Pepper, my, my go juice that keeps me going. <laughs> Not the best habit, and I'm trying to break it slowly, little bits at a time. So, <clears throat> a couple of thoughts I had from listening to the lyrics and the thoughts, um... That I will share with you now that you may have thought or might not have and maybe need to hear. So um, you can you can give and give for somebody, but if they don't want it, it's not going to matter. All you're going to do is wear yourself out for somebody who doesn't give two shits about you. <laughs> and it's really hard to tell that until they pick up and walk away, but there are signs that you can see that that you can see that that's the case. And it's hard to do sometimes because you love them or whatever. And I definitely have been caused in this um, that you can you can give everything and it won't matter. They won't care. It doesn't matter. And the people that don't care and don't matter do not deserve to be in your life. So move on from them. And then... One of the other things that kind of hit me was, he said, so I'm letting go of everything we were. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Um, Yeah, it's going to hurt. When you let go of something that you've been trying to hold on to so tight, which was another one. Sometimes you hold on so tight, it slips right through your hands. Like that thing that you hold on to so tight and you want it so much and so bad. And when you finally decide that it's not worth it and you want to give up, it's going to hurt. And it's going to hurt a lot. And it's going to hurt for a while. And the best that you can do is work through it how you can and do the best that you can. That's all anybody can ask for. But it's worth your mental health and your life to... um, 
to try to heal from the crap that we go through. And we all go through crap. And I know it. And you know it. And if you're a shover like me, not the best quality, by the way, my friends. (laughs) You shove everything down, everything down. Don't deal. You shove it down, you shove it down, you shove it down. Speaking from personal experience, that stuff's going to bubble right back up. And then you're going to shove it down again. And then it's going to bubble right back on up again. And then you're going to shove it down again. And then eventually something's going to happen that's going to make it so that you cannot deal with that anymore. You can't do it. You have to deal with it. It's going to get shoved right in your face and it's not going to leave. And you're going to have to deal. And... I've gone a lot past our time for this week, but um, in my experience, I had, I'll tell you guys this really fast, um, I have been dealing with anxiety and depression, like I said, for quite a while. I didn't know that I was depressed till I went to meet with my doctor, and she was like, yo, take this test, let's see where you're at, and turns out, yep, I'm depressed, and <laughs> didn't realize it, because I wasn't, like, sad, but yeah, I was depressed, and still am. And what kind of brought it all about is I had been ignoring it and pushing it down and ignoring it and pushing it down and ignoring it and pushing it down when it would bubble up. And then I was driving home from work one day and was stopped at a stoplight and got rear-ended. And I watched it happen in my rear-view mirror. I was looking up and he wasn't stopping and wasn't stopping and wasn't stopping and wasn't stopping and I was like, oh crap, I'm gonna get hit. So, thankfully, I was in the outer lane, so there was, like, the suicide lane in between there, so I hurried and moved over the best I could, so he only clipped me in the back and ended up hitting the car in front of me, the two to the side of me, and, um, I thought I was okay. I walked away from that and was like, oh, it's not an experience I love to have, but hey, everybody walked away, nobody got hurt, that's life guess I'm just gonna have to get a different car no big deal like it is what it is and a couple of days later I completely broke down like stuff had been building up for so long that I could not deal like it was hard and so I had a whole like day that I stayed in bed and tried to try to deal with things on my own and put a place that little band-aid over the top that no I'm good I'm fine and I spent the next nine months driving to and from work which was like a that was only like a 20 minute drive back and like there and 20 minutes back so it wasn't a bad drive I didn't mind it but I spent the next nine months doing that and finally had gotten to the point that I could tell that it was affecting every single part of my life that I was not okay and I was not good and I finally finally Um, realized and told myself that I needed help so then I went in and saw my doctor and anyway moved on from there but I had a point to all this (laughs) oh my gosh you guys my brain I had a point what was my point uh anyway get help with your mental health this this must be where I was going um If you are struggling and you know you are, but you don't want to get help because you don't feel like it's okay for you to get help, 
coming from somebody who was taught that you don't need help. You can do things by yourself. You don't need to go to a psychiatrist. You don't need to go to a doctor. You're fine. You can deal with all these things on your own. You're not fine. You cannot do it on your own. Sometimes you need help. And there are ways to control it, um, not with being on medication. And that works for some people, and some people need to be on medication. So you just got to figure out what's best for you. But get help with your mental health. It's not worth it's not worth holding on to your pride to treat yourself and others around you badly because you're dealing with things you don't know how to deal with. Okay? So, if you don't take anything else out of this, at least take that. And my one other thought from this that kind of goes around that same thing that I was saying that... Um, I know that somebody out there needs to hear this, and I don't know if it's me, which it probably is, or somebody else, but if you are waiting for a sign, I'm going to give it to you right now. It is time to let go of your hate and your anger. Your inner peace is more important. And I'm just going to leave you with that and let you think. Because we all need that space and write down what you need to. Um, your affirmation, really quickly, since I forgot to do that before talking about this, is um, my mental health is more important than my anger. And uh, I want you to say this every time that you start to feel angry. My mental health is more important than my anger. My mental health is more important than my anger. Because it is. Have a lovely week. And if you need something from me or have any suggestions, go ahead and comment. If you're listening on Spotify under this episode. And I will do my best to... Um, I don't really have a way to respond, but I can do an episode and I can talk to you guys there or you can pop over to my website it is um selfamusic.website oh <sighs> selfamusic.wordpress.com and there's portions for you to uh, be able to comment and I'll get back to you so hopefully this gave you something to think about and that you can get something out and feel better hopefully 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 get it out. It's not worth holding on to. So, this went a little longer than I was planning on. I'm really sorry for all the tangents. Hopefully that it, you learned something and not if learned something, you felt an emotion and could figure out how to work through it. So, that being said, have a lovely week and I will talk to you next week. We'll see you later.